What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, to my OG listeners, y'all know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin'? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. My loves, it's currently Monday as I record this episode, and it's one of those gloomy Mondays here in Dallas. Y'all, y'all have heard me talk about these gloomy days before. One thing about me, I love a good sunny day, baby, okay? And when it's gloomy, I just want to be in bed. I just want to not really do anything. I want to have a little ice cream, maybe like a little ice latte, not in that order, perhaps in that order, and just kind of chill for the day. But I feel like today I have a lot of energy and like a lot of motivation to just like sit at my desk and get things done simply because in the last week in Dallas, we had an ice storm. So I wasn't home for the last week and I am finally back home and just being able to like get back into work in my office, sit down, record a podcast episode, which I feel like I haven't done in a long time just because I had that that week where I was recording so many episodes and doing so many guest recordings. And then there was like a week where I just wasn't home and wasn't in my office and wasn't really working in a super productive manner. But now we're back. Okay, we're back at it. It's a whole new month. I was working on my February goals and manifestations yesterday, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a short month, but I really feel like it's going to be a beautiful month. I just like this year in general. I'm just super excited for. So I, yeah, I love, I love that we are starting off a new month and it's Monday and I see the sun trying to do a little peek out. Hey girl, hey girl, hey. So I'm super excited about that. Anyways, my loves, today we're doing the first of the monthly Q&A episodes. I'd asked y'all a while back about what types of episodes and what types of content you would like to see on Manifest Daily in 2023. And one of the types of content that was requested a few different times was actually these kind of like monthly Q&A episodes. So in these episodes, it's going to be a bit of a casual chat. Okay, we're sitting down, we're in the bed, we're having some snacks, some puff Cheetos, some baked Cheetos, you know, the orange ones, and maybe like a little cocktail. And we are just sipping and chatting and catching up. Okay, girl, so that's the vibe of this episode. And moving forward, I want to do these, like I said, once a month. So I will be asking y'all on Instagram and also my email because I know some of y'all don't have social media and yeah like it's no need to be getting Instagram just to be sending in a question for this so I'll be asking on Instagram but also through email as well what questions y'all have for these episodes.
episodes. It's really about you, what advice you want, what things you want to talk about, what things you want to know. It's giving spice tea conversation and it's going to be as spicy as you want it to be because it's going to depend on the questions that y'all ask. So that's what we're doing today. Before we dive into these questions, I want to just say really quickly that I'm still taking answer submissions for the survey that I'm doing. So y'all know I am planning the first ever Manifest Daily group trip. I'm super excited about this. Like one, it's just I haven't written down on my goals and manifestations list something about an in-person Manifest Daily event. And at the time when I wrote down that on my list, I was imagining a completely different thing. Like I kind of was playing small a little bit in the way that I was imagining the first ever in-person event going. But you know, as, as they say, you plan, God laughs. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent in remembering that whenever you think about what you're manifesting and what you're calling in, you are very limited in your imagination. Like you're usually pulling from the past or what you've seen in your environment or you know something like that and you're not really thinking as big as you could because you are limited a bit in your imagination so again when I wrote this on my manifestations and goals list I wasn't imagining an international travel group trip but here we are and this is how it is hopefully manifesting again I'm being open I'm letting things flow but I really want to know where y'all are interested in going what y'all are interested in doing and then also what your budget is because obviously when it comes to travel that is a big piece of things how much you are willing to spend right and I I just really imagine this as being very much like a wellness relaxation retreat. I will want to do a workshop or two, um, either led by myself or possibly a friend who might be doing something on herbalism. But for the most part, I want this to be super chill, like making friends, connecting with me, connecting with each other, you know, cooking classes, walking tours, museums, like just really fun stuff, like laying by the beach, chilling, getting a tan, reading your book. Let's talk about books. Let's talk about psych thrillers. Let's like just chat and catch up and just chill like that's what I wanted to be I'm not trying to go you know overseas to be trying to learn every two seconds like girl no I'm trying to turn up a little bit okay we could take us a couple shots a couple tequila shots if you're not drinking alcohol right now I totally understand have you a shot of water stay hydrated baby girl and I might have me a shot of tequila and it's gonna be lituation so that's the vibes but like I said I need to make sure there's enough interest in something like this before I actually start planning a trip and before we can actually confirm where we're going what we're doing all the things. So if you are interested, and this is most likely, if not 100% confirmed to be a 2024 trip. So don't worry about trying to get your coin together, trying to get your life together for 2023. It's probably going to be next year. And the timing again is something that I am surveying y'all on, like whether you want to go in, you know, the earlier months of the year, whether you want to go in the summer, whether you want to go in the fall, winter, that kind of vibe. So let me know. The survey will be linked in the show notes. Of course, it's also linked on my Instagram and just answer the survey share it with your friends if you want as well you can come with a friend you can come by yourself like whatever the vibes baby we just finna turn up anyway so I'm excited I hope you're excited take the survey all the good stuff okay now that we've gotten that little housekeeping bit out of the way let's go ahead and dive into the questions that y'all had for this episode it is a medium tea you know not too spicy you know not too hot not too cold and we just gonna get into it so strap in grab your water grab your tequila oh I I mean, if you want to grab your tequila, grab your tequila. Girl, I'm having me a little mocha iced latte. And let's go ahead and get into today's episode.
So the first question that we have is for anyone wanting to start a podcast, what advice would you give? Now, I'm gonna give y'all a cliche, cliche advice here. And literally, it's going to be just start. Like, just start the podcast, start the thing, do the thing, get into it, stop overthinking, stop trying to overplan. One thing about me, I love a good plan, baby. I'm gonna make a list, I'm gonna make a plan, I'm gonna set some goals. And that is amazing if you're in that space where you're like, okay, what's my podcast name? Like, what's the vibe gonna be? What am I gonna talk about? What type of guests do I wanna have on? If you're in that planning phase, I think that's a beautiful space to be in because you are acknowledging that you have like bigger goals for this thing. However, I think what can happen is if you stay in that planning phase for too long, like you get so caught up and you start to overthink. You start to be like, well, oh my God, it's so many you know, wellness podcasts out here. Oh my gosh, there's so many like book podcasts. There's so many this podcasts. Like, how could I be different? Will I actually succeed? What does that success look like? All these things. And you might start to overthink and that might paralyze you from actually taking action on this thing. So just start, have a little plan. The most you need at the very, very most that you need to get started is the podcast cover because that is required for these platforms. You need a cover, you need a name and you might need a little one, two, three sentence description of what you do. You don't need to have a whole Instagram. You don't need to have a whole media plan. You don't need to have a whole media kit. You don't need to have like 5 million guests lined up. Just start the thing. The more that you get into the practice of taking action when it comes to something like this, specifically starting a podcast or starting content, the more you learn along the way. Like when I started Manifest Daily, it was not even Manifest Daily. It was the DeAndre Nicolette podcast. I had a whole cover that my ass made in Canva. It was like a picture of me in a dress and it had a little font that said DeAndre Nicolette podcast on it. And I started by just talking. I was like, what do I want to talk about today? Period. And that was how I made the content. And then obviously... You know, if you have been following along for, you know, a couple of years now, because this is year four that I'm going into this, like it's evolved from there. Over time, you know, I narrowed down on the concept and the idea of Manifest Daily. It's gotten to the point now where I have a website and I have an Instagram and I have an email list and I have plans and goals of like download numbers and all of these things that are making it more of like a holistic business approach versus just a content thing or a content machine. But it took me time to get there. And I think it's about, taking that first step like that literal initial first step of like let me record the thing and publish the content and see how I feel right now we are in that like podcast wave that boom where it seems like everyone is creating a podcast and so my question to you would also be why do you want to start a podcast because I feel like I don't know about y'all but sometimes I find that when it feels like everyone is doing something whether it be like starting a podcast starting a YouTube you know getting married I don't know all the things you start to kind of feel this pressure of like FOMO. It's like, am I missing out if I'm not doing this thing? Should I do this thing? Because everyone is doing this thing. So if it's a matter of like you wanting to do the thing because everyone's doing the thing, but you're not even like really low-key, like high-key interested in the thing, maybe don't do the thing. But if you have had this interest and this is something that you want to do, whether it be because you, you know, have a bigger, broader vision for a business, or maybe you're just like, I just want to talk. Like I just want to sit down and talk and share stories and do this. And, and that will be fun. Just start. And I think from there, you can evaluate how do you want to shift your content? How do you want to change your approach or your outline to your content? Maybe you decide, you know, that you don't even really like podcasting that much, but taking that initial step to start the podcast leads you to creating a different type of content that you enjoy more, but you can't get to that step seven unless you take step one. So stop sitting around and not that you're doing this. I don't know if the person who asked is doing this, but for anyone who is in that overanalyzing, 
dating stage, that stage of like, oh my God, should I do things? Should I just do it, okay? Just do it. You can always delete it. You can always like go back. You don't have to keep going. If you start a podcast today, no one's like forcing you to continue podcasting for the rest of your life. Like you can literally always quit if you don't care for it anymore. But you know, you need to actually start to figure out whether or not you like the thing and whether or not you want to continue doing the thing. So just start sending you lots of luck, lots of hugs. I personally love podcasting. I think it's amazing. I just love talking. So it works out, you know, works out as a medium. So hopefully you like it as well. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. The next question is when to know if you should leave him or spice it up in the relationship. Okay, so if this issue is a matter of sexual compatibility, which I'm assuming since you mentioned spicing it up in the relationship, then this is a time where communication is huge and communicating your needs is huge. I mean, in a relationship, any relationship, platonic, romantic, whatever, communicating your needs is huge because I think sometimes we go into relationships and we almost expect other people to read our minds. It's like, if he's not doing this or if she's not doing this, then clearly he's not into me or clearly she's not into me. And yes, I think that has its time and place, right? For that belief and that understanding. But I also think if you are expecting someone to know exactly how you need your needs met and exactly how they should approach you and exactly how they should love you and treat you, all of the things immediately off of like meeting you without you communicating your needs, I think that is an incredibly like high expectation and almost like very, I don't 
want to say ridiculous, but it's kind of crazy to assume that somebody should know exactly how they should approach you and treat you. Granted, this is outside the just normal, you like a person being nice and kind and whatever. I'm talking about if you have specific needs, like you got to communicate that to a person, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. So what are your non-negotiables when it comes to sex and intimacy? And is your partner willing and able to meet you there? I think that's like the first question we got to ask ourselves. And are they willing to try new things or are they willing to be more vulnerable? Are they willing to be more open with you? And if they aren't willing, if you communicate your needs and you're like, hey, I need this, this and this, or this is something that's incredibly important to me and I need you to meet me here in some capacity and they aren't willing to meet you there or they aren't willing to compromise and meet your needs, then you have to ask yourself, is this a partnership where I can stay in and I can continue to be an active participant in if my partner is unwilling and just just not ready at all or not ever going to be ready to meet my needs. And I've been in partnerships where you know, my needs weren't being met. And I feel like when you communicate that or whether or not you communicate that and the person says, no, I can't meet that, or you can, you keep it inside and you don't communicate that and they just continue to not meet your needs. I find that that breeds so much resentment. Like you start to resent your partner. You start to kind of like hate them in a way for not being able to meet your needs, especially when it comes to sex and intimacy. And obviously everyone's like needs when it comes to sex and intimacy are going to be different, right? Depending on how often you want to have sex or what that looks like to you how you express love through sex or whatever the case is we're all very very different but like I said that's why you need to communicate your needs so if you've already done that right like if you've already communicated your needs if you already said like this is what I need you to do for me or this is how I need to feel loved in this way whatever and they just aren't willing to meet you there I think at this point it's past like spicing it up because you've said I need this and they've said no, I can't give that to you or no, I don't want to or or whatever the case is. So if that's happened, I think that's where it's now time to evaluate and ask yourself like, is this a relationship that I want to continue investing my time and energy into? And I think that's always a really tough question to ask yourself. But I find that if you have done everything in your power to clearly communicate what it is that you need and you are met with resistance or you're met with someone saying, I unfortunately cannot meet you there. I think that is where you have to really be like, okay, if this is truly a non-negotiable for me and they can't meet me here, they can't do what it is I need them to do, they can't show up for me in the way that I need them to, then it's time for me to leave. And I feel like that decision in and of itself, like obviously, you know, I only have like two details here, right? So we're, we're working with very limited details. So just want to say that, I just want to give that little caveat, right? You just have to be very careful that you are not compromising your needs in a relationship for fear that if you leave, someone else can't meet those needs for you. There are so many people on this earth. Again, no one is perfect. No one is going to show up for you exactly, exactly, exactly as, you know, you want them to in your romanticized version of that person. However, there are going to be people that when you communicate your needs openly to them, they are going to say, I am willing to try or I'm willing to do what is needed to be done for me to show up and support you in this way or show up and care for you in this way. So yeah, if it is something where you've communicated those needs and this person's like, yeah, no, can't do that for you. And it's non-negotiable for you. I think that is now where you start to evaluate, you know, if leaving is the best option for you. And I think personally, in my experience, that's where I made decisions to leave relationships because I found that my needs weren't being met and I found that those were needs that were non-negotiables for me. 
So the next question we have is my favorite tips or reminders to keep working toward a goal. So my favorite thing to remember is that consistency is king. Again, another cliche. We love cliches on the show, okay? Because they're cliches for a reason. Let's just be honest here. So consistency is often very hard and it takes into account a lot of my favorite um, other words. <laughs> so commitment, perseverance, dedication, discipline, all the things. So consistency is very hard because oftentimes when you are starting out working towards a goal, you're not seeing results right away, right? It takes that compound effect. Like you need to build on that thing over time in order to see really big results that you're imagining. So the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you pick the fruit. And so if you are consistent for a week or even a month, sometimes you don't see results. And sometimes it takes being consistent for a year or two years or five years or even 10 years for you to see that return. It's kind of like investing. So you know, when we talk about investing, investing isn't something where you put in that money today and then you're able to like take that money out next month. I mean, maybe something happens with the market where that does happen for you and you're like rich overnight. I mean, there are stories like that where it's happened like that for people. But for the most part, when people invest, they understand that this is a multi-year, if not multi-decade investing plan. It's something where it's going to be 10, 20, 30 years where you're looking to take that money out. And so you're understanding that your investment today means that you are building a foundation, building a better future for yourself in the next couple of decades. And it's the same thing when it comes to working towards a goal, right? When you set out and you take that first step, that second step, that third step, oftentimes you're not seeing results that you want and you may not see them for a really long time, but that's where consistency remains king because you do have to consistently continue to take action. You do have to hold that vision. You do have to invest, so to speak, every single day or every single week or whatever that cadence is for you in this goal in order for you to see results. Another thing I like to remember is that slow and steady is key and to mind my own business and stay in my own lane. Talked about this earlier, but I think sometimes when you see other people doing other things and seeing results in other areas, you can almost get a bit distracted and want to be like, okay, I'm not seeing results in my specific goal. Maybe I should do the thing that that person is doing. And oftentimes this can be like the trendy thing, or this can be the thing that, you know, you see what they're showing you on social media and you're thinking, okay, they did this thing and it took them three weeks to make X amount of money or it took them three weeks to get this specific result and that's the result you want. And so it seems very quick and easy and you're like, let me just do it that way. But oftentimes you're not seeing the, the work that the person is putting in behind the scenes. You're not seeing all the days and months and, and years it took for them to, you know, make their way to that specific goal or all of the things that they did on the back end, all the struggles they have faced, the hardships, the challenges that they've encountered in order to persevere and get to whatever specific result that they've gotten to. Or on the opposite end, you're not seeing the specific privileges they've had. You're not seeing the people that, you know, reposted them or the people that gave them money or the, the family ties or the different relationships or the connections that they had access to that put them on the map in a very fast way. You're not seeing that behind the scenes stuff. So when you're sitting there comparing, you know, your day one, your day 15 to someone's day 30 who somehow seems incredibly far ahead than where you are, you're doing yourself a complete disservice. So mind your own business, okay? I have to tell myself this quite often, but mind your own business, stay in your own lane, have your goal, understand what your vision is, understand that you need to tunnel vision. And that's why I think tunnel vision is so incredibly important because when you understand what your goal is and when you understand why you're doing what you're doing and when you have your, your vision locked in tight, it don't matter what Sally, Joe, Bob over there doing, you minding your own damn business and you are taking 
taking the steps that you need to take to persevere and make progress towards your goal, even if that takes you, again, multiple months, multiple years, multiple decades, you understand why you're doing what you're doing. You understand what your goal is. And just because someone else seems to be making faster, you know, progress, quote unquote, in a different area than you, you know that it doesn't fucking matter because you have a specific goal that you are working towards and like what they're doing is what they're doing and that has nothing to do with you. So those are my favorite things to remember. Okay, consistency and mind your business. So the next question that we have is tips on how to text guys and keep the conversation going. So my biggest tip I would say is to literally just text like yourself like the same way that you talk to your friends or that you talk in real life just text like that I think we place so much emphasis especially you know as women and as um particularly identify as a heterosexual woman. And, you know, when we talk about heterosexual relationships, there's so much emphasis on a woman being very coy and being very like almost like hard to get and playing these games with men in order to be chased and in order to keep their interest. And I have so much, so much to say about that. Okay. And so much annoyance when it comes to that kind of stuff, because I feel like if you have to sit there and over strategize and like text your friends what you should say to this person and just do the most in order to have a basic ass conversation with a regular ass man like leave that man alone (laughs) at that point it is not that deep at that point you might not even need to be talking to this man because it is just giving stress for absolutely no reason okay so text like yourself talk like yourself I love to just like do the most in text conversations like I love sending voice notes so specifically um when I am talking to my friends or just anyone I love voice notes because I feel like they just add a bit of like dynamic personality or dynamic like content to the text conversation oftentimes I have been that person that reads a text a certain way or just been you know on the other end where someone's read my message a certain way that I didn't intend for it to be And I think a lot of that can be avoided when you speak, you know, having phone conversations. And if you can't have a phone conversation, sending a voice note. And for anyone that has an iPhone as well, okay, I just discovered, and I'm probably like super late to this, but. If you're talking to someone that has an Android or like a non-iPhone phone, you can also send a voice note to them as well. You just have to go into your voice memos app and then record it in there and then like send it, like share it with that person. So I do that as well with people that don't have iPhones and it totally works out fine and they can send you voice notes back in the same way as well. So I also love adding GIFs, pics and videos. Like I will literally like snap a picture of my coffee and be like, oh, like this is what I'm drinking this morning or send a quick video of like me talking just so that they can see me because I talk with my hands quite often if not all the time so it just again just adds a bit of that like dynamic version of myself to the thread versus just being like one dimensional text messages and then also another thing to know is that if they're not reciprocating the energy that you want them to reciprocate like if you're doing the most and carrying the conversation and they're just kind of there responding call them out on that shit like just call them out on it and honestly if you call them out someone that does like you like maybe they're on the other end getting you know 
messages in their ear from their friends and their friends are telling them like, oh, text like this and don't do this and don't come off so like, you know, eager or whatever. And so they're coming off a bit like neutral and kind of like blase via text. So if you call them out and they don't say like, oh shit, you know, this is what I meant. And they don't change that behavior a little bit. And they don't like give you a bit more of that energy that you want. They might not like you. Okay. They might, they just might not like you. And if you really want to know, then I would just say, ask them. And one thing about me, I'm going to call somebody out. I'm going to call you out via text. Like if I'm not getting that right energy and I feel like it just saves time. Like instead of you sitting there and stressing and being like, oh my God, like, does he like me? Does she like me? Like, oh, like whatever. Ask, just, just save yourself the energy and ask the question. And oftentimes I also am of that belief that if someone likes you and if someone is interested in you, you will know. But there are those situations where again, their friends might be in their air telling them to like come off chill and be the chill girl, be the chill boy, whatever. And they might not just be giving you that energy, not because they don't like you, but because like people are telling them to be like chill and cool and whatever. Let me say something, okay? I don't know where this whole chill thing came from, but if you want to be intense, if you want to be that intense dark chocolate, do what you do, okay? Show up as yourself because it saves you so much time and energy in the future because you don't want to be that person where you're coming off like super chill and then the person gets to know you and then like all of a sudden you're like really intense and they're like, what is this? Like, this is not what I signed up for. So come off as yourself, like as much as you can. Obviously, you know, when we're first getting to know someone, we hold like a little bit back and that makes sense, but like just be, yourself like literally be yourself if they like you they'll like you for you if they don't that's okay that doesn't mean that you're any any less worthy of love that doesn't mean that you're any less worthy of connection that just means that this connection in particular is not for you and that is totally fine so just yeah like text like yourself and uh remember this is a conversation so they should be just as interested in like getting to know you and talking to you as you are in them About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. 
So the next question we have is how to read your natal chart and what works best to get your info from. So I will be doing a bit of like an intro to astrology series on my podcast moving forward. So we can kind of discover that together. I'm obviously, maybe it's not that obvious, but I am not, you know, an astrologer by any means. I'm definitely just someone that is interested in astrology and I do know some of the basics. So I'd love to share that with y'all. So we can dive into a bit more of that in upcoming episodes, like, you know, sun, moon, rising, Venus, Mars, like all of like the basic stuff and then maybe even getting into some of the houses as well. But in terms of where do I get my info from, um, there is this one website called Cafe Astrology, it's just C-A-F-E Astrology. And then that one has like a natal chart and it also gives you this like multi-page PDF where it breaks down what every single thing means in your chart. I know there are some astrologers that don't particularly recommend that one simply because sometimes it can read um, some of the placements a little bit off, but I I personally haven't had any bad experiences with cafe astrology so that's often where I will you know tell someone where to start if they are looking for like not just the chart itself but an interpretation of what the things in the chart mean that's a really good one and that is also free astro.com is also really good they give you an astrology chart and you can like get a little bit more advanced so if you're looking for different what's it called different house systems which we're gonna go over that in an upcoming episode with an astrologer but like different house systems you can use astro.com to kind of like change the output of the natal chart into those different systems. It doesn't give you the interpretation, but you can use other websites to understand the interpretation of that one. So that one's a little bit more advanced, I would say. Another really good one that I was recently recommended is the Chani app. So C-H-A-N-I. That one is an app that it's free to use, but they also have paid features. So you can see your chart for free, but then if you want to like click on something and be like okay I'm an Aquarius rising what does that mean or Aquarius is in my first house what does that mean um, if you click on that in the app it will prompt you to do a free trial or get like the paid app itself now one thing about me I will do a free trial baby okay I will do a free trial and now I'll cancel not all the time but you know sometimes so you can do like a little free trial see what's up with it if you like it you can continue to pay for it because they do have really cool features where you'll get like notifications about specific transits you can look at how specific transits are affecting the different placements in your particular chart and again all of that stuff is really really detailed if you pay for the app and I don't believe it's that much but if you just want something free and you just want to kind of see your chart and have something available to you where you can pull up and see what you know houses um, your placements are in the Chani app is also really great for that and they have a beautiful visual as well. So I had two questions come in about my goals, one of which is fitness goals for 2023, and the other was what's my top goal for this year. So in terms of my fitness goals for this year, I don't have any huge fitness goals. Honestly, I think because I'm in a place where I do go to the gym pretty consistently, I feel like this year I'm focusing more so on like diet and overall wellness in terms of how I'm fueling my body, how I am, you know, taking vitamins and supplements and all that stuff, which I kind of touch on a bit in my episode earlier this week where I talk about overhauling my morning routine but in terms of fitness I just set specific goals I would say more so on a monthly basis so I might have like certain PRs that I set for my weightlifting or I might set specific like fun goals or challenges around fitness classes so at my gym we have a ton of different classes and one of the things that I have been working on is just varying those classes a bit so instead of always going to the same ones just like trying new ones like the other day I tried a 
boxing class, which is really, really fun. One thing about me is I am very uncoordinated, honey. Like give me a choreography to learn and I will absolutely not learn. Like I will just, it's, it's almost like comedic. Actually, it is incredibly comedic to see me try to replicate choreography. And even though it was a boxing class, like it felt like a dance class. Like she was like jab, jab, hook. And I was over there hooking and jabbing at the wrong times, girl. And then she was like, let's slow it down. For some of y'all, we got to slow it down. And I know she was talking about me. I was in the back struggling, baby. But I was having fun. I was having fun. I was burning calories. I was just really enjoying it. So, you know, I really just want to continue to push myself to try different workouts, try different things, have fun with it at the end of the day when we talk about like fitness and moving our bodies I think you know there is a time and place for being very like strict and being very you know much like I have to do x y and z to work out especially if you have specific fitness goals that require you to be strict but I think I'm in a place where you know I just want to have fun and just continue to like discover new ways of moving my body that make me really happy and light me up so that is one thing I would say just like my focus on feeling my body and my focus on just like continuing to be open and continue continuing to try new things when it comes to how I move my body. Now, in terms of my top goal for this year, I have set a lot of like big goals. So it's really hard to pinpoint one as being more important than the other. I tend to set goals in various different categories of my life. So I have specific career goals, which are related to one, you know, my actual like nine to five career and just like money and stuff like that. But then also two, a lot of my like career goals actually fall into the podcast category. So I have goals around brands that I want to work with around sponsorships around my youtube channel around podcast downloads things like that but then i also have other goals around you know my finances and just becoming more financially apt becoming you know just getting better at financial health and financial literacy because that is something that does tend to bring me a lot of anxiety and that i do honestly struggle with a lot is just kind of my financial health overall it can obviously and i keep saying obviously it's maybe not that obvious but it can be better and that's something i really want to work on I also have goals around relationships and friendships and my relationship with myself, my spiritual relationship. And then also, you know, a really big one I would say is buying a house, which again, I'm going to do what I can do to make that happen. But I also do believe in a co-creation with God. So if that is not in the cards for this year, I totally understand. But that is something that I really am working towards. That would be a really massive goal um, for me and just a really big step in terms of creating generational wealth and working on that financial literacy overall for myself. So a lot of different goals, a lot of big ones. Um, I haven't really done an episode this year where I talked about some of those goals, but yeah, just they're kind of all over the place. And a lot of them just have to do with the podcast, with the house, with like relationships and just with my overall wellness. So someone asked about how to protect your energy when staying with family for the holidays. So I have a whole episode on this. I forget the title of this, but I know it does say something about like protecting your energy. I think it's called holidays, like H-O- L-I-D-A-Z-E, holidays. I think that's the name of it. But I do have an episode on this, but the biggest thing that I would say that's helped me is setting boundaries. I think in the times that I've gone back home, it's been really easy for family to want to kind of fall back into similar dynamics as when I lived there full time and when I sort of didn't have as much freedom and autonomy as I do have. And, you know, I wasn't seen as an adult, but I was seen more as like a child who had to do what they said I had to do in that specific home. So I think it just comes down to really 
making it clear and making it known that you are an adult and that you do have these boundaries and that these boundaries need to be respected. I'm also very big on making it clear that if I don't feel comfortable here and if my boundaries aren't respected, I will just take myself out of the situation. Like I will book a little flight back to Dallas and take my butt out of here if I feel like I'm not being respected. So it really is about like having those honestly uncomfortable conversations about boundaries. And I feel like boundary conversations, I I find that most of the times, at least in my experience, they can be very, very uncomfortable, but they are very necessary, especially to communicate what it is that you are comfortable doing, where it is that you draw your line and what it is that you may or may not do um, if someone decides that they don't want to respect your boundaries. So that's, that's one of the main things that I would say. So another thing that I love to do is making sure that I have time and space to myself every single day. Typically that would be in the evenings. I would just kind of take some time to go be by myself to sort of like reflect on the day, reflect on any feelings that came up, any moments that I was triggered. Um, sometimes I would journal about that, but a lot of times I would just take time in the evenings to go into the room that I was staying in and just like read a book or just like call a friend or just do something that was for me. And really allowing yourself to have those moments where even though you are around family and even though you are there to like celebrate or hang out with them or spend time with them or whatever the case is, that you understand that you're also able to nurture yourself, that even though you're here with these people that it is okay and absolutely something that you should do to take time for yourself and take time to sort of like re rejuvenate yourself and really just kind of sit in your own energy and not really be influenced by other people's energy. But I think those are the two biggest things that really helped me is one, the boundaries and having those uncomfortable conversations, but then two, allowing myself to really have time for myself whenever I was home and around family quite often. So the last question that came in was what to do if you're unable to build friendships in your nine to five work environment. So this one is a little different for me to answer. I feel like because I do work remotely 100% of the time. So it is a entirely different scenario than if you go into the office like hybrid or if you go into the office like 100% of the time and you have those interactions with your coworkers. Those can be really amazing moments to build friendships. And I feel like if you are struggling with that, maybe that's an opportunity to examine how you are trying to build friendships in the workplace so are you you know pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone are you being open in terms of the people that you're meeting you know are you really allowing for those opportunities to meet new people or are you kind of being a bit more shy and staying in your zone and not really you know trying new things or going to the events all that good stuff now not to say anything is wrong with that I am personally you know, pretty introverted and it can be hard for me to push myself to go to like events and things like that. So if you're in that boat, I think if you want to build those friendships at work, you have to really push yourself outside of your comfort zone and place yourself in environments where there are going to be people for you to interact with so that you can make those friends and build those friendships. But if you're in a different situation and you've kind of exhausted a lot of your means when it comes to trying to make friendships in the work environment and you're struggling there, there are so many other places to meet people and make friends. I've talked about this a couple different times, but Facebook groups can be a really good place. Meetup groups are also a really good place. Instagram, like if you are mutuals with someone, you're following someone and y'all are always interacting with each other's content, like maybe DM them if they're, especially if they're in the same city as you. And even if they're not in the same city as you, like I've made friends online just by like jumping on a Zoom call or jumping on a FaceTime call with someone, getting to know them. And then it's progressed to the point where like then we became in-person friends or whatever the case is. So just really understanding that friendship 
friendships don't have to always look in this very like traditional way. You can be friends with someone online. It's not weird to make friends with someone online and have it turn into an in-person friendship. It is not weird to be friends with someone that is older than you or in a different space as you or who looks different than you or who is just, you know, completely different than someone um, that you would have been friends with in the past. So just being really open, allowing yourself to try new things, to really explore different avenues for meeting people. And I guarantee you, you will make friends. And also another thing to be cognizant of is the focus on quality over quantity. And so what that means is for me, I'm not focused on making like a bunch of different friends and having like a really large friend group. For me, the focus is more on maybe having a couple different people, but those people are really, really, really close to me. Those are people that are like my ride or dies. Those are people that I could tell anything to. And I know they wouldn't judge me that they're going to show up for me, that they're going to be there. I just foresee myself having a very small wedding because I don't have a lot of friends, but I do know the friends that I do have are people that I can count on for literally anything. So really remembering that if you're trying to make those quality friendships, that it sometimes takes a little bit longer. Sometimes it really does take, again, putting yourself out there a little bit more, being more uncomfortable a little bit more often and knowing that it will maybe take a little bit more time to build those friendships. But as long as you're putting yourself out there and you're showing up as your authentic self and you are, you know, open and having conversations, like it will happen. It might just take a little bit more time, like I said. So my loves, I want to thank y'all so, so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Hopefully the questions were fun for you. Remember that I will be asking y'all over on Instagram and also over on email for the questions for the March episode, the March Q&A chatty waddy episode. Fill out the survey for the group trip down below in the show notes, also over on Instagram. And thank y'all so much for being here. I appreciate you. Have a beautiful weekend. Have a beautiful, 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 oh, I can't even talk. Oh, I'm ready to drink some water, but have a beautiful weekend and have a beautiful rest of your week, my loves. And yeah, I will chat with you in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's, let's hang out in Bali. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. 
engineering your success.